Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is, girlfriend. And we are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. That is us, numero uno. We're broadcasting, of course, from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not running for president in 2024. Now, technically speaking, neither is Joe Biden. But some writers at a major media publication claim that he is. They're crazy. That could apply to them. It could also apply to Joe. But we'll explain why they're not fooling anyone but especially Latino voters, where Biden has now lost 26 points in the polls. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Big trouble. We're going to discuss it with Jim Jordan from the 4th Congressional District of Ohio. We might even have an appearance from Lincoln Fayla, George from Queens, so he can get you up to speed on that ass-whooping I gave him on Madden last night. Shut your mouth. But we will, of course, begin with some you and me time. 888-788-9910. You know the rules on the show. You can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. You could be an independent, you could be a libertarian, you could have voted for Kanye, just like me. All I ask is that you don't be a That is all. It's a big Friday. It's a big TV week, man. I'm fired up to be here. Uh, we can sniff the finish line. Like, I love doing this show. It's the, it's the greatest gift and opportunity of my adult life. Uh, it, it's phenomenal. It's a wonderful time. But I got we got a lot of innings out of my community college brain this week between, you know, Tucker and America's Newsroom and Faulkner Focus and doing stand up on Gutfeld and Outnumbered. And you didn't hear this from me, but I taped something for the five that's going to air on Memorial Day. Uh, we threw a lot of innings. Uh, they've been fun innings. Uh, but I wanted to get here uh, at the finish line on Friday and begin with my favorite thing in the world, which is just straight up political gossip. OK, and I'll explain why this gossip is taking place, because the superpower of this show as you know, is that I own a politics to English dictionary. I can tell you what things in politics are happening and then translate them into English so you understand why they're happening. Bingo. It's the whole hook of the show. So we begin on this Friday, a peppy Friday. Can you tell who just had a sip of iced coffee? I don't get out much. I'm a married guy with a kid. You know, so I get out, you know, it's like an Amish rum springer. They let the kid off the farm. He gets nuts for a few days and scares himself into coming back to the farm. That's essentially what we did down in Tampa. We went down. <laughs> we did a radio show. We did a comedy show. And then we poked Mikey with a stick to wake him up in the champagne room at the dollhouse. Got back on the plane and went home to Jenny. It was like, I missed you, babe. I'm a whole new man. I was actually the same man. It's Mikey who needs Jesus. But now's no time for that. 
uh, because there's an article in The Hill today, and this is a fascinating article if you're reading it at face value. Uh, but if you know why it was written, and I will translate why it was written here in a second, then it's just, it's just hilarious. Okay, so here's the deal. Amy Parnes and Hannah Trudeau, they're the writers, not personal friends of mine or anything like that. You know, obviously I know a fair amount of people in media. I mean, basically I know everyone in media who drinks, <laughs> who's a mess, who goes to stand-up shows, who likes to hang out and get kicked out of Yankee games or thrown out of D.C. taxis. I know that class of media. I don't ever, I don't ever come on here and, and lie to you like we're on a date. You know, on the first date, you know, where the guys are, you know, always clean, decent, you know, responsible, punctual fellas, and the girls never go to the bathroom. <laughs> Everybody pretends in the beginning they're this other heightened level of being that's flawless. No, no, I'm a mess. I lead flaw first. All of my friends are dirtbags. You know when Garth Brooks sang he's got friends in low places? He does imply that he also has them in other places. I don't have them in any other places. Okay, everybody I hang out with needs some sort of an intervention. Okay, but I understand politics and I understand the journalist, journalistic class. I understand the media elites as they're often referred to. The media is a bunch of losers. They really are. But let's start here with Amy and Hannah in this fine piece of satire they've tuned in. Uh, although I do believe uh, they want this taken at face value. The article reads, everywhere you go in Washington, people are wondering the same thing. Will Joe Biden run for re-election? That is a fact check false. Yo, no one is wondering that. No one. Not even Joe Biden. No one is wondering whether or not Joe Biden will run for re-election. Joe Biden didn't run for president in 2020. He stayed home watching Bonanza. Okay, while the media assaulted and harangued Donald Trump. Okay, Biden, again, was spotted in the summer of 2020 as often as Elvis and Bigfoot. Okay, if you saw Biden on the campaign, it was a big deal. People didn't believe you. I saw him. I saw Joe Biden. He was doing a rally. And everybody's like, all right, take this guy's car keys away. You did not see Joe Biden. The guy didn't come out of his house. Why? Because he's in his late hundreds. Okay, the guy is in no shape. Joe Biden is the only man we know who quits talking in the middle of a sentence because he's finished. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh, we have a president that is clearly not all there. Do you understand? Okay. Just to walk you right through this article. They're telling you there's this rampant speculation about whether or not Biden's going to run in 2024. Nobody, nobody, nobody is debating whether or not he's going to run in 2024. They're not saying this. Are you ready? Because they're concerned about the 2024 election. They're saying this because they're concerned about the 2022 midterms. Oh, wow. They're trying to create the perception that it's going so well. The Democrats want even more of this. You know, Biden's going to be here for another four years. Again, this is a party that puts perception over reality. Remember this, the border. When we were break, we've broken a record for illegal border crossings every month of the Biden presidency. And they still want you to believe it's not a crisis. The perception, not a crisis, the reality. Really big humanitarian crisis. Okay, inflation's at a 40-year high. It started out with, oh, it's not inflation. You put a quarter in the swear jar for saying that. Well, lo and behold, you now have to put a 47 cent deposit into the square jar for saying inflation because there's been inflation. Okay. And it starts out as it's not a problem. Then it becomes, well, it is a problem, but it's transitory. It's going to go away to, well, it's a problem, but it's Trump's fault. That's a problem, but it's white supremacists fault. It's Putin's price hike. Okay. That's what they do. 
But you understand in the perception of a reality business, they need to create the perception that he's running. So people buy into the idea that on some level, these policies are actually working for the American people. Democrats are so full of crap. Dude, we've never been worse off as a country in your lifetime or my lifetime. Unless you were alive for the Great Depression, we've never lived through a combination of calamity like the one we happen to be witnessing now. But you see, there's two things going on. One, they need something to run on. And what they're going to run on is, oh, we've got this great uniter back in the White House. We've got a guy that's going to get the pandemic under control. Yo, do you remember the whole knock on Donald Trump was that we couldn't have him in charge of the pandemic because he was going to get us all killed? Well, lo and behold, Joe Biden inherited not one, not two, but three vaccines. And he's presided over twice as many covid deaths as Donald Trump has. That's true. That is true. This is after bashing the vaccine. During the entire presidential campaign, if you remember, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris said they didn't trust it. Let's just say there is a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. If and when the vaccine comes, it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? Think about that, man. You suck! So they went from, who's going to take the shot? Are you going to take it? I'm not going to take it. The minute he got carried over the finish line by the media, Biden went out and got vaccinated on national TV. I don't remember that ever happening. But that's the problem with being a career status quo politician. Okay, you'll say anything to get elected. Nothing is beneath you. The Democratic Party is incapable of feeling shame. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. The whole party, up and down and sideways, and that spills into their allies in the media. Okay, these women at the Hill are writing this article as an ally to the Biden White House, as an ally to the Democratic Party that's hoping to stop what we all believe to be it's just a massive. You talk about a red wave like a tsunami in the midterms, OK, because the Democrats are failing the country on every single metric that matters. Yo, we don't have baby food right now in the richest country in the world. We're now living at a time where Venezuela and Mexico have baby food. But America, the richest country in the world, we're out of formula. What the hell is the world coming to? Uh, an end, if you had a little more Biden. Uh, the, he's the worst president we've ever seen. I don't take any joy in saying that. I, I root for the America no matter who's in charge. Okay, I've said this to you before. America is like the Yankees. Growing up rooting for the Yankees, we didn't like Roger Clemens because he was a Red Sox. Then he became a Toronto Blue Jay, but we didn't like him. He's the American League East. He was one of our enemies. One day I got out of bed. Roger Clemens had been traded to the Yankees. David Wells and Homer Bush and a pile of prospects. And uh, he was now on our team, the guy I hated. What was I going to do, stop rooting for the Yankees? No, you learn to root for Roger Clemens. I will tell you, I didn't vote for Joe Biden. I think his policies are horrific, but I don't want him doing what he's doing. Because as much as it feels good if you're a partisan who just likes fighting with the other side to say, I told you so, your guy sucks. The reality is people are really suffering right now. Really, really suffering. Okay, because we've got a guy in there who doesn't know what he's doing. And his staff is completely full of people who have no idea what they're doing. I'm Kamala Harris, and I approve this message. Okay, so when you read this article, understand they're trying to prop up perception over reality. The perception is, oh, we don't know if Biden's going to run again. Everybody's wondering if he's going to run again. Okay, nobody's wondering if he's going to run again, and nobody wants to run with him. Okay, they're running away from him. Here is Tim Ryan. Okay, he is the Democrat facing off against J.D. Vance for the Senate seat in Ohio. Okay, Tim Ryan 
flat out. I mean, will you talk about tap dancing? Okay, Tim Ryan is asked on America's Newsroom by the great Bill Hemmer and Dana Perino whether or not he wants to campaign with Biden. Wow. Get on your top hat and tails. We're going dancing, girlfriend. Here it is. Clip 33. Do you want President Biden to come out and campaign for you in Ohio? Hey, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. But the reality of it is I'm the face of this campaign. And I, there's so much political noise out there. I'm a unique candidate. I'm a unique kind of Democrat. I've taken on the Democratic Party. I've run against Nancy Pelosi. I've gotten fights with Bernie Sanders. And I've agreed with Trump on, you know, renegotiating NAFTA and being tough on China and General Mattis and Space Force. So I'm a pretty unique candidate. And I really want to be the face of this campaign. I don't, I don't want it obscured by the normal, you know, Washington, D.C. food fight, left, right, kind of red, blue stuff. I mean, essentially what he's saying is Biden sucks. They don't want to be anywhere near him. Okay, I'm just I'm telling you this because I'm your friend. You could be a Democrat listening right now. You're not my enemy. We play for the same American team. Joe Biden isn't running in 2024. Okay, understand this. And just so you understand where we're at. Okay, guys polling at 31 percent with independents. Independent voters have Joe Biden at 31 percent. You know, the independent voters are, folks. They're the people who decide the elections. Okay, (laughs) you got a 40 percent of the country that's Republican, 40 percent that's Democrat. And then you got that 20 percent that goes either way and actually decides the elections. Okay, you're polling at 31 percent with independent voters. Imagine you're a chef at a steakhouse and your approval rating is at 31 percent with carnivores that eat meat. This could be a problem. It's a huge problem. And the chef's going to be out of a job soon because like Joe Biden. Uh, Everything he's serving is a recipe for disaster. If you're having trouble sleeping, ask your doctor about Bidenica, the sleep aid made from 100% Joe Biden press conference. The best way to get something done, if you if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway. Bidenica has a patented blend of confusion and forgetfulness that will calm the most overactive brains. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, it's taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's, I mean, you think about it. When they sold out American jobs and killed the Keystone Pipeline, it kept me up all night worrying about how we pay our bills. But then I got Bidenica. And I've never slept better. Sometimes when I get hopped up on sugar, my parents give me Bidenica so I pass out. Other times they give it to me during the day, probably so they can do the deed. Gross. Warning. People who have used Bidenica have experienced rapid lying and an inability to secure the southern border. Others have hallucinated and fought breakfast cereals. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Ask your doctor if Bidenica is right for you. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. White supremacy is a poison. It's a poison running through. It really is. 
running through our body politic. And it's been allowed to fester and grow right in front of our eyes. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Yo, can we just talk about this for a second? Is there any way, he says, it's allowed to fester and grow in front of our eyes. Is there anywhere in society you can be an open white supremacist? The answer would be no. Yo, you will lose any job, any, any job, Uber driver, any job, okay? You could be a hostess at a restaurant, you could be a telemarketer, you could be delivering packages, anything. There's not a single solitary job in public America where you can go out and be an open white supremacist, okay? That doesn't exist. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. And it's actually hurting them with minority voters. We're going to get to a poll in the next block that talks about the, the party losing, and I mean tremendously, with minority voters. Why? Because they don't want demonization out of the Democratic Party. They want prosperity. They want an opportunity to provide for their family and make a better life for themselves. But the white people priorities in the Beltway are not reflective of the everybody else priorities around the country, regardless of color or creed. Nobody's priorities are the Democrats' priorities. We don't all want to abort a third grader. We're not all concerned about climate change, especially when we know that all the people pushing climate change aren't holding themselves to any of the lifestyle changes they're espousing. Everybody like John Kerry. Oh, we got to reduce our carbon footprint. Hey, could you talk up? I can't hear you over the private jet engine on the runway. You're about to fly on. That's who these people are. But why is Biden pivoting back to racism? This goes back to the whole MAGA King bit we were playing all week long. Okay, they can't run on their record. Okay, Joe Biden's in a really tough spot. They're trying to do two things to fortify the Democratic Party for 2022. And you got to realize who he is. He is a company man. He is a Democrat who's been in Washington since Washington. So he knows, he knows, he is on uh, on course right now. Okay, do you remember the movie Kingpin? The Woody Harrelson character, Roy Munson. He's a phenomenal up-and-coming bowler. You know, he walks into the bowling alley on a Saturday night, Disco Inferno's playing, everybody's dancing, he takes a bite of a guy's hot dog, he pulls out his magic bowling ball, does a split, bowls a strike, everybody dances and hangs out and makes out, he's the king of the world. Then he gets caught hustling a bowling match with Bill Murray, with Big Earn McCracken, and as a comeuppance, they stick his hand into the ball return, chop it off, And Woody Harrelson, Roy Munson, now has a rubber hand and he can't bowl anymore. And he learns when he goes back to his hometown that his name has become a euphemism for failure. Someone says to him, like, hey, what happened to your car? Oh, it munsoned on me. Yeah, I was running a business, but it munsoned on me. He realizes he's become a punchline. Joe Biden is governing on a national level where things 20 years from now will be like, oh, it Bidened on me. Yeah, I bought this used car three weeks later, it Bidened on me. Yeah, we bought a timeshare. Biden donned me. The plumbing one. It was a mess. Okay. That's what he is. And he knows that. There's no time to reverse course between now and the midterms. So he's trying to at least save face and be liked and respected amongst Democrats by taking one for the team and pretending that there's a 2024. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. When it comes to this, I am so spot on. You have no idea. But that's another conversation for another time. So we've got a quick break, and then I'm going to read you some polls from Latino voters who are now saying, Let's go, Brandon! It's everywhere you turn. It is such a mess under this jackass of a president, if he's even in charge. 
Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton with Row. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my <laughs> name is Chad. His name is Jonathan, but you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. Hey, Mr. Gasoline Man, give a loan to me. I'm not wealthy. And there is no way I'm paying you. Hey, Mr. Gasoline Man, throw a bone to me. Prices go up every morning, and I'm totally screwed. Though I know Biden's a liar, his head is in the sand. Doesn't have a plan. Blames everyone he can, but he's the problem. And Kamala confuses me, her brain is so empty. They push green energy. It is plain for all to see that they're both clueless. Hey, Mr. Gasoline Man, give a loan to me. I'm not wealthy, and there is no way I'm paying you. Gasoline man, throw a bone to me. Prices go up every morning, and I'm totally screwed. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Even Bob Dylan's worked up about these gas prices. You know who else has worked up about these gas prices? Are you ready for it? Everybody. What's going on in this country? affects everybody. If you're on a fixed income, you're getting crushed by inflation. If you're living the paycheck to paycheck, like 65% of the country, you're getting crushed by inflation. Double inflation when it comes to the gas pump, because the gas pump is not only charging you more money, but it's charging the people who (laughs) deliver the goods that you buy more money, which means the cost, the cost is getting passed on to you. That's where we are right now in this country. If you were doing a radio show, that prioritize the needs of everyday Americans, the things that are the most pressing. You look no further, no further than what polls as key issues for the midterms. And what are those key issues? The economy, the gas prices, the border. Uh, There are Democrats that prioritize abortion. But you know what no one's prioritizing? Fake racism. But this is why this poll I'm about to read you is so illustrative of how the Democrats are really doing generational damage to their party and that the key constituent that got them over the top. Don't forget, okay, the Democrats were the party of the Klan. The Democrats were the party of the Dixiecrats. And then they decided in the mid-60s, hey, what if instead of not letting these people vote, we actually got them to vote for us and started handing out all kinds of entitlements and incentivizing the disintegration of the nuclear family, and ultimately creating a society where they were, for all intents and purposes, just dishing out subsidized poverty. Hey, man, here's some money, okay? Here's a government check. Depend on us. Don't don't learn self-reliance. Don't get out there and do for yourself. Rather than investing in your communities 
We want, we're going to invest in your, in your reliance on the government. The Democrats have done that to so many communities in this country. But people don't come to this country, specifically Latinos, who have migrated here legally. They don't come to this country because they want to live someplace that resembles what they fled, meaning a lawless region that's on borderline socialism when it comes to government reliance. Because the thing about government reliance is it's very pricey. And it's not the government that comes up with the money, it's the taxpayer. Just hold on to your pocketbook. They just put a lien on your money, your savings, and your retirement. But at a time when the Democrats, I mean, yo, understand this. As a guy who drove a cab who has been broke most of his adult life, it is really rough out there, really rough for most of society right now. Okay, the murder rate is at a 32-year high. Okay, gas is unaffordable. Goods are scarce in some instances, unaffordable in all instances for the average person. Okay, we've got a fentanyl poisoning crisis based on the drugs coming through the southern border. We had enough fentanyl come across our border, apprehended this year, to kill the population three times over. I talked about that with Harris Faulkner yesterday. It, like, it blew my mind when she said that to me, to really process that, that we have that porous of a border. And you understand, people who fled narco states— who know the damage that can be done by drugs and giving the cartels too much power over your society, are now living in a country that's breaking overdose poisoning death records because of the influence the cartel now has over its society. And that's why this poll about Biden is where it is, okay? Biden's Hispanic approval ratings, his Hispanic approval ratings are down 26 percent. Come on, man. This is usually where him and Kamala say something in Spanish, thinking it'll get the poll numbers back up. <laughs> si se puede. Do you remember that one when they were pandering? My casa, you casa. Whatever Biden said that time, we, we played that bit about the Biden guide to political pandering. It's crazy. Okay, but here's the poll. Okay, Biden approval rating among Hispanics was at 55 percent last year. Okay, it's now at 29%. Yo, 20, and understand, okay, the Democrats who rely on minority voters, they cannot win elections without black voters and Democratic voters. They've been failing them generation after generation after generation. They went from trying to deny them the right to vote to buying their vote. But now ultimately buying their vote has left a lot of these communities in an untenable position because a government that shows indifference to real world suffering is doing the maximum amount of harm to the minority community. So let me read you this. This is a Quinnipiac poll. Okay, Biden is less popular among Hispanics than any other demographic, including age and gender. Okay, so old men, old women, young men, young women. Black women, white women, trans. Biden is, is, is less popular with, with Hispanics than anybody. Why is that? Why is that? Because of the southern border. I admire your honesty. Yo, they have shown a complete indifference to the border. Don't forget, we're seconds away from this Title 42 deal going down. Okay, one way or the other. They're obviously asking the judge to rule, and you know we've got that decision hanging in the balance and the implications it'll hold. But we're less than a week away from removing a COVID restriction on migrants at our southern border 
at a time when they're still trying to impose COVID restrictions on the citizens living in this country. Welcome to the Biden administration, home to the new slogan, America last. So you think about that, okay? The Democratic Party has hurt the people they purport to care about the most. And the heaviest criticism that we read here is the U.S.-Mexico border, okay? We are overwhelmed right now. We're breaking a record every month. And what were we told last year? Yo, this time last year, what were we told? Joe Biden said, oh, it's seasonal. You're a bald-faced liar, a liar. No, no, when it gets, you know, the weather changes, everybody starts coming to the country. But it's like it's a seasonal thing. It's like spring break. You know, the kids go down to Fort Lauderdale. You fly over to Cancun. You know, it's seasonal. People, they, they take their little trip here to America and move their whole family and their whole life. Do you remember when Jen Psaki, uh, it's only a week ago that we were watching her depart the White House, but you remember when Jen Psaki told us with a straight face there was no ma- vaccine requirement for migrants because they didn't plan on staying here long? Psaki sucks. Kaylee was so much better. But really think about that. No, they didn't, they didn't plan on staying long. They just walked a thousand miles. You know, they wanted to get a couple of steps on the Fitbit. You know, you decide, I don't know, what are, what are you going to do this weekend? You guys want to go to the park and have a barbecue? Maybe we'll catch a movie. I don't know. But we could just walk a thousand miles to America for a day trip. We'll get grandma all of our earthly possessions and we'll just walk it out for a thousand miles. I mean, I, you guys want to take a vote on this? What do you want to do? Yo, there's no world where people are walking a thousand miles then don't plan on staying long. And you understand when it comes to the border, it's not what you say. It's what you do. You know, the Biden administration can say the time to come isn't now. We don't encourage illegal immigration. The border's not open. But if we catch you, we're letting you in. And if we're letting you in, do you understand you're not calling home saying don't come. You're saying we made it. Okay, when you're sneaking into bars when you're underage in college and high school, okay, the bar that's easy to get into that gets a reputation for not checking ID. Like I used to get into a bar near Hofstra University. I had a First, I used to use my sister Sue's ID for a while there. Then I, was, I used to be able to get into a bar that had nickel beers with a library card. Didn't even have a picture on it. And I'd get into the bar. And once that word gets out, what does everybody do? They come to the bar. Okay, our southern border is the bar that's easy to get into in college. Everybody's getting in. Everybody's getting in. And they're calling their friends and say, come in. But it's more complicated than that from the standpoint of what? This is a humanitarian crisis. The people that are coming here illegally, 30% of the women who cross our border illegally are getting sexually assaulted. Okay, people that are traveling with drug cartels who are indifferent to their suffering are suffocating in tractor trailers, people getting into these car accidents where you see 20 people in the floorboards. Crazy things go on. And I have a lot of empathy for these people coming here illegally. I do. You know, a lot of people dismiss them and like, screw them, they're breaking the law. Okay. If it's a 20-mile-an-hour speed limit and someone starts shooting at your car, you're probably going to step on the gas and go faster than 20. Okay, do you understand? They're in a position where they need to get out of where they are. They have real oppression. They don't have America oppression. We were like, well, not enough black people won an Oscar this year. It was only 12. It's, you know, normally 15. The whole country's white supremacists. I mean, that's what we're doing. It's pretend. It's pretend grievance. Okay, we don't face what they do, but we're starting to. Okay, we've got violent rates, uh, high rates of violent crime. We're starting to see a scarcity of goods as it pertains to babies. Inflation is through the roof, and our government is devaluing its currency every time it prints and spends money on another dumb entitlement. Thanks, big government weenuses. And that's how you lose people who came here 
for something else, who came here for the American dream. When the Democrats try to make the plea to minority voters by saying, we got to tax the rich, we got to eat the rich, that's the problem. No, people didn't come here to be mad at wealthy people. They came here because they wanted to be the wealthy people. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. America, when you're little kids, remember people down on the other side of the world that say the streets were paved with gold. And that was the rumor. That was the, you know, the characterization of America. No, we got to get in a boat, sail to America. The streets are paved with gold. There's a land of opportunity. You can do anything there. That's how people see us. They see us as fat, spoiled children who have no idea how good they have it because we have so much more opportunity at our disposal than they do. But we spend the whole time complaining about it. But that's why they're losing with Latino voters. That's why he's losing with black voters. He's down double digits with black voters. Okay, he's losing with black voters because he's, number one, not delivering for black voters. Number two, he's asking them to embrace priorities that aren't their own. Understand how much of my adult life I spent driving a taxi is literally the only white guy. I was called the white guy. It was funny. It was shtick. We'd have laughs about it. That's what I did. Okay, and I promise you, every guy I drove a cab with that was a member of a minority community that was literally living ride to ride, not paycheck to paycheck. You get paid ride to ride. They're living ride to ride. They're living shift to shift. You get paid day of at the end of the shift, like you're tending bar waiting tables. Every one of those guys working 12 to 15 hours a day, going home to a high crime neighborhood, okay, where goods were scarce, where the quality of life wasn't the best, where the schools were failing, but they were forced to keep their kids in them because there's no school choice, because of the grip the teachers unions have over the Democrats. None of those minority drivers were ever saying a word to me about climate change. They were never saying a word to me about white supremacy. You know, they weren't say they were worried about that. Okay, they were worried about the real issues facing their families. And the reason the Democrats are losing minority voters is they have no ability to process, to account for, to prioritize the real issues facing minority families. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. If you're looking to learn a new language, the Biden family can teach you political pandering in just three easy press conferences. So say it with me. Si, se puede. Screwing up easy Spanish phrases can be hard, but the Bidens can teach you political pandering at their house or yours. My Oval Office, me casa, you casa. And our low prices are nothing to laugh at, but Kamala will probably laugh anyway and said we're not paying them nearly enough <laughs> the biden political pandering course a great deal by any name the secretary of health and education that i nominate javier bacaria the sheriff excuse me <laughs> don't go anywhere fox across america with jimmy Fela. we'll be right back
Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You're saying to yourself, hey, why are you singing about AOC? You never sing about AOC. AOC is a dope. Well, there's that, too, but AOC is in the news. Why? Because she just got engaged. How about that? So congratulations to AOC, uh, and I wish her nothing but the best, man. Uh, Marriage is a sacred institution, and uh, odds are you're only going to do it twice in life. So uh, let's give it a go. Let's do something great here. Uh, And I'm wishing them a a run similar to what I've gotten into with Jenny Fela, the great Jenny Fela, who makes me a better man every single day. Uh, And I do on this show as much as we harangue AOC. You need to know. Because from time to time, you'll see me in, like, Washington taking a picture with somebody whose policies I bash all the time. I don't hate people, and I don't want ours to be the show that does. Uh, I I have political differences with people, but I'm not a fat, screaming child. I mean, I'm a fat, joking adult, but I'm not a fat, screaming child where I'm like, you're not my friend. Get away. I hate you. I don't hate any of these people. I mean, she's getting engaged. I hope it works out well for her. But it doesn't mean we can't crack a couple of jokes because she's AOC. And as Lincoln said... AOC is a dope. Okay, and unfortunately... (laughs) Uh, the guy she's engaged to is, you know, I don't know anything about him. I wish him the best. I believe they vacationed together in Florida. If you remember when they were bashing Florida, Florida doesn't have a vaccine mandate. Florida doesn't make you wear a mask. And what happened? We got photos of AOC down in Florida where there was no vaccine mandate and she was wearing no mask. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. All of that is true, but I still, and I still wholeheartedly, I I wish them nothing, nothing but the best if they're uh, getting married. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be fantastic. I don't know that I'm getting an invite to the wedding. i got to be honest with you. (laughs) I don't have high hopes about that. Uh, But I'm not here to bash her, nor am I here to bash her fiancé. I am no show pony. Fox actually hires a guy to follow me around to stop me from eating between TV hits. Put that cookie down now! Oh, there he is again. All right, we should take a commercial break. Jim Jordan on the other side of this thing for a grown-up talk about all things America right here on the Big Bad One and Only Fox Across America. There it is. Oh, yes, it sure is. And we are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. We're broadcasting, as we always do, from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who has never intentionally spread disinformation about a presidential opponent. Dig this. Hillary Clinton, the people's pantsuit, the woman left howling at the moon on election night 2016. Okay, the people's pantsuit, okay, we just got some testimony out of Robbie Mook. Robbie Mook, of course, the former campaign manager for the Clinton campaign, testifying moments ago in the Durham probe that Hillary herself approved, approved the false story that there was a connection between President Trump and the Alpha Bank. That's just how white folks will do you. Why is this significant? Because it shows that even her own campaign, even her own campaign knew at the time they were starting the Russia hoax that it was, in fact, a hoax. This is not okay. Not in the legal community. I know it's okay with the Clintons. Nothing's beneath them. But we're going to be discussing it in this hour with Jim Jordan, who's joining us 
uh, at the 130 mark, uh, superstar representative from the 4th Congressional District of Ohio, someone who has been as vocal in calling out the charade of the Mueller probe as anyone in this country and someone who can, you know, extol on it and lay it out in great detail better than anybody else. So this is a great hour of radio. Uh, and I'm thankful for it. I just got off the outnumbered couch moments ago with the great Kaylee McEnany and Emily Campagno. And Kennedy was on the show. And, of course, the great Michelle Tafoya. And it was an, an outrageous hang. But as we were wrapping up the show, we got the bombshell testimony. It was David Spunt, our own Fox News reporter, who told us that Robbie Mook, he was the guy, if you remember, that Hillary Clinton beat up. <laughs> at the end of the 2016 election, after all of that pandering. That's us. Really? Yes. You remember that? He was the guy she turned on when the election results started going negative. Get away from me. She was not happy with Robbie Mook. And, of course, it ended uh, with her howling at the moon, as I said. 888 if you want to howl at your radio buddy. You know the rules one way or the other if you're listening at home at, all, at, at home or riding along in your over-the-road truck or, you know, if you're a fan of mine, you're probably actually, let's be honest, cooking meth in a shed. Uh, but the point is, wherever you're doing what you're doing, be a Republican, be a Democrat. Just don't be a when you do it. That is all we ask. But this story is bananas. And it's bananas because it comes at a time when so much of the conversation in this country has been about what? Disinformation. We just had a disinformation board by the Biden administration that has now been temporary, temporarily put on hold less than a month after it started. That was embarrassing. Of course it was, because we know it was an effort to do what? To censor speech that was problematic for the Democratic Party. Now, the reason I'm drilling down on this is it's a point you've heard me made a lot lately, but it's a significant point. Okay, disinformation is what the Democrats do. It's what they traffic in. Okay, Hunter Biden's laptop, they spread disinformation by calling it disinformation. That's true. That is true. I know this sounds complicated, but the Hunter Biden laptop was real. We knew that before the 2020 election. The director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe, testified before the election that it was real. The FBI told us before the election that it was real. But the media put it to bed. They said, oh, it's disinformation. The media is a bunch of losers. They really are. But understand, they were the ones spreading disinformation. The Democrats and their allies in the intelligence community who are out there saying, oh, this has all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. It really is because they used the reach. They used their collaborative power as legacy media to try and throw the election to Joe Biden. And in this instance, they actually succeeded, okay? Because killing the Hunter Biden story, you know, in a lot of ways was the deciding factor in the 2020 election. When you hear that 15% of Joe Biden's supporters would have voted or changed their vote had they known the full extent of Hunter Biden's involvement in selling access to the government, they would have changed their vote. Okay, we're talking about 13 million votes in an election that was decided by about 50,000 votes. Okay, so you understand the disinformation they trafficked in won them an election. Okay, back in 2016, the disinformation they trafficked in in Hillary Clinton's case, it lost them an election. (laughs) But what we learned, what we learned, and I want you to understand why this matters, okay, And we've seen so many various forms of this. You know, the woman who was the head of the disinformation board, 
She was flagged for saying what? The Hunter Biden story was fake. She was flagged for saying what? Donald Trump was an asset controlled by Vladimir Putin. Okay, Nina Jankowitz, that lunatic, the singing Mary Poppins lady. You remember Nina Jankowitz? You shot! A lot of people felt that way about her while she was in the public eye. But this is significant because it tells us what we've always known to be true in that when it came to the Mueller probe, the process was the punishment. Meaning they didn't start this probe hoping this probe would end someday with them turning over Russian collusion because what I'm about to read to you proves that they knew going in there was no Russian collusion. The goal of the Mueller probe was to hang it over Trump's head and attempt a soft coup by besieging him with one anonymously sourced bombshell after another, a death by a thousand cuts scenario that they hoped would ultimately lead to Donald Trump imploding, firing Robert Mueller and creating the perception that there was a there there. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. So here it is. Okay, the headline being, uh, and this is urgent, 2016 Clinton campaign manager Robbie Mook, HRC, that's Hillary Rodham Clinton, approved the dissemination dissemination of Alpha Bank story. Robbie Mook, the Hillary Clinton campaign manager in 2016, said in court Friday today that Hillary Clinton herself approved the idea of giving the Alpha Bank story to a reporter. We told her we have this and we want to share it with a reporter. She agreed to that. That's the direct testimony of her campaign manager. So her campaign manager has just testified under oath that she herself was perfectly fine. Let's give this to a reporter. Let's get the ball rolling. Why was this a thing? Because at the time she was catching a lot of heat for using her own private email server and sharing classified information on that email server, which in the process subjected us all to a national security risk, which at the time was a very big deal. It was a problem. It was a liability for her campaign. So they legitimately cooked up, according to her own campaign manager, the origins of the Russia hoax as a means of distracting from her own scandal. Government prosecutor Andrew DeFilippis asked if at the time Mrs. Clinton approved giving this material to the media, were you still not totally confident in the accuracy of the information? Mr. Mook answered, part of the point of giving it to a reporter is so they could run it down further. Well, let me ask you a question. Did anybody in the media care about corroborating evidence before they threw it at Donald Trump? The answer would be no. No, we ran the whole Mueller probe for four years on having nothing at all of substance to go on. What are we talking about here? It's like, remember when the Atlantic slandered Trump? When they said, oh, it's Veterans Day. He said he didn't want to go to a cemetery. There are a bunch of suckers and losers. And there was not one source on record corroborating that account in the Atlantic. But 26 people who were in the room went on record as saying Trump never said that. Okay, that's who the media is. Do you understand? They're not here to report the news. They're here to shape your views. That's what they're doing. They are a functioning surrogate. They're a functioning arm of the Democratic Committee. Okay, and make no mistake about it. There is a vast distinction, a vast distinction between what we do at Fox and what goes on in left-wing liberal media. Because a lot of people could be listening and be like, oh, so you guys don't just take the Republican side? No, Think of how many times Donald Trump has annihilated this network for not echoing his sentiments, for not seeing it his way, for refusing to get on the air and be like, yeah, the the election's stolen. We didn't do that. 
That's why you're mad at us. That's why some of you guys turned on Newsmax for a half hour. And then you were like, what is this, cable access? Who produced this? This is garbage. And you came back? Okay, because you realize what we're here to do is not protect a political party. What we're here to do is protect the truth. That's why we're so valuable. That's why we're so heavily watched and viewed in this country. So we don't abandon our principles because you think it might be problematic for one political party or one political candidate. Okay, what they did on the left, whether we're talking about the Hunter Biden story or the Mueller probe, is flat out just go to bat for a political party with no regard for fact or consequence because they have it in their head that they're the good guys. They're saving the world. They're crazy. All of them. Okay, Mr. Mook said he was first briefed on the Alpha Bank matter by the campaign's general counsel, Mark Elias, and that other staff were in that meeting, including John Podesta, Jake Sullivan, and Jennifer Palmieri. Of course, Jake Sullivan, pretty prominent in our government right now, but stay focused. Mook said they weren't totally confident in the story. We didn't have the expertise to judge what we were briefed on, said Mr. Mook. We decided to give it to a reporter so the reporter could run it down more. It's their decision whether to publish it. Oh, come on! Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Yeah, because the reporter that they were chummy and friendly with that got this handed to them by the Clinton campaign was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to run this. Dude, they ran it in seconds. There was also some discussion of the idea of an October surprise. Mr. Mook said he, th- he thought the idea of an October surprise was a bit of a myth. The prosecution was able to bring into evidence a tweet from the personal account of Hillary Clinton where she says, Computer scientists have apparently uncovered a covert server linking the Trump organization to a Russian-based bank. There was also a statement in the tweet from then-campaign senior foreign policy advisor Jake Sullivan on new report exposing Trump's secret line of communication to Russia. Do you understand this new report she's tweeting about? This new report he's tweeting about is based on an article and a fake story they gave to the media to create the report. Oh, wow. Yo, nothing is beneath these people. When it comes to getting their hands on power, and you have to know that, man. You have to know that as people who live in this country who want to see it flourish and prosper, okay, you need to realize these people work for us, man. You could be a Democrat that hates Republicans, and you're like, oh, I'm just voting Democrat. You could be a Republican that hates Democrats, like, oh, I'm just voting Republican. No, no, you got to realize that if one of your own is the garbage in the room, you need to take out the garbage. Your, your national alliance, your American alliance has to be bigger than your political alliance because people supported this garbage, and we knew this was fake. We knew the Mueller probe was garbage all the way through. Okay, how many bombshell stories got retracted, corrected, updated immediately after running? Oh, I don't know. All of them. Because they were there to do what? They were there to force Donald Trump into making the type of error that would allow them to remove him from power, even if it meant saying that the voting machines were hacked. I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. In 2018, electronic voting machines in Georgia and Texas deleted votes for certain candidates or switched votes from one candidate to another. The biggest seller of voting machines is doing something that violates cybersecurity 101, directing that you install remote access software, which would make a machine like that You know, a magnet for fraudsters and hackers. These voting machines can be hacked quite easily. You could easily hack into them. It makes it seem like all these states are doing different things, but in fact, three companies are controlling this. There are a lot of states that are dealing with antiquated machines, right, which are vulnerable to being hacked. Workers were able to easily hack into an electronic voting machine. It was possible to switch votes. 43% 
of American voters use voting machines that researchers have found have serious security flaws, including back doors. We know how vulnerable now our systems were. We know, I know that hackathon that took place last year where virtually every machine was broken into fairly quickly. I actually held a demonstration for my colleagues here at the Capitol um, where we brought in um, folks who before our eyes hacked election machines. Um, those that are not, those that are being used in many states. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. Think about that. That's the Democrats. That's the Democratic Party telling you that 2016, virtually every voting machine in the country was hacked. Now, when Donald Trump turned around and said the same thing, okay, if you remember, we didn't take his side because you don't want to become the thing you hate. You know, if you start making claims without evidence, you're no better than the thing you just bashed for four years. But you understand the same Democrats who I just played you that montage of, okay, who said everything was hacked in 2016 and stolen, turned around when Trump made his claim and was like, how dare you? Oh, this is treason. This guy's undermining faith in democracy. Come on, man. No one can say it was stolen except us. This is an outrage. And that's why this Clinton thing is such a bombshell, because it further proves that not only was she on board with gaslighting the entire American public when it comes to undermining faith in our democracy, but so was every other jackass in the Democratic Party that was on board with doing the same thing. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Critics are calling it the funniest show on the radio. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, man. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I almost had it. Oh, girl. It is Fox Across America, your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Jim Jordan is joining us in the very next break. Don't go anywhere. We just got a bombshell, just a bombshell uh, out of this Robbie Mook testimony in the Durham probe. If you understand what's going on here in this Durham probe, okay, is they are examining the origins of what ultimately became the Mueller probe. And a lawyer by the name of Michael Sussman, who worked for the Clinton campaign, turned over this fake story to the FBI, texting Jim Baker, his colleague, hey, uh, I've got this little piece of information about Trump doing backroom deals with Russia, and uh, I'm just dropping it off. Not on behalf of the Clinton campaign. I'm just here as a concerned American. Come on, don't bullshit me. That's what he went with, and that's why he's on trial, do you understand? Okay, and I know at a time when inflation is soaring and crime is out of control and there's a shortage of baby formula, you know, you're like, hey, who cares? 2016. You guys don't even talk about 2020. Talk about 2000 mules, Jimmy. Uh, I, I, in all honesty, I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? You want to call in and tell me all about it? I've been meaning to watch it. I don't know if you've been paying any attention, uh, but I was on TV 627 times this week. <laughs> I was on the radio, I was on TV. You guys got to remember, I am a Fox News utility player. I'm not a star. Like, you might think I have star talent, but I am not a star in, like, the lineage of Fox News. Like, if you we go on a plane. Like, let's say we're going to Nashville. Okay, Gutfeld's in, like, first class. I'm in, like, stowaway. 
They're like, Jimmy, you're going to want to get there right before takeoff and just grab one of the wheels and hold on tight for the folding. I mean, I am not in this, you know, pantheon. Okay, I hang out with all the cool people at Fox, you know. You'll see me with Harris and Dana Perino and Bill Hemmer and Kennedy. And, yes, I get to go on Tucker. And that's amazing. This is wild stuff in my career. But I still get off the air and have to trim Geraldo's mustache and park Charles Payne's Bentley. I mean, I'm just a regular utility player here. But the point being is uh, as busy as I was this week, I haven't seen this thing. Everyone, people are texting me about it or not texting me, but you're tweeting me about it. If you have something on it you want to share, you can always call in. The whole point of Fox Across America is I just want to hear what's on America's mind and I want to tell you what's on my mind as it pertains to you. But when it comes to all of the domestic crisis of facing us in this moment, the reason we're hearkening back to 2016 is because what happened in 2016 is what started us down the road that we are now on with Joe Biden in charge, uh, not exactly doing the best job of driving. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. So fired up to talk to this next guest. I would normally open the interview by insulting the Cincinnati Reds or his poorly dressed comms team. Uh, but we got some <laughs> bombshell testimony out of these Durham proceedings. Uh, and joining us now to discuss it, superstar representative from the 4th Congressional District of Congress, Jim Jordan is here. What's going on, my man? Hey, uh, Jimmy, how are you doing? Yeah, no, the, the big stuff, I guess, uh, Robbie Mook, campaign manager, said that they knew all along this was garbage, and yet she instructed them to take it to uh, take it to the FBI. Wow. Go figure. Go figure. The Clintons up to this kind of stuff. Yeah, I know. You know, it's it's amazing because they seem like such morally upstanding people. You know. <laughs> Over the years, they've been such pillars of integrity and honesty with the American people. It's, yeah. it's, it's frankly, I'm shocked to know the Clintons would do something underhanded to try to undermine a political yeah. opponent like this. But, you know, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm explaining to the audience, the reason this is so significant is if you remember the way this played out. OK, they gave this to a reporter. They were the ones the, the reporter didn't come to them with a story like, hey, I heard something. They gave it to the reporter and then tweeted about it as if they had just been briefed on some bombshell, uh, you know, allegation against the Trump campaign. It was their own allegation. No. Yeah, no, exactly. You make it all up. You get uh, you get, you know, Glenn Simpson to peddle it to the press. You get Michael Zussman, who's working for you as your campaign lawyer, to take it to the FBI. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you act like, oh, we, we, we don't know where this came from. Uh, you know, and the thing is getting kind of old, that, that, but we keep saying it, but it's getting kind of old, is we told, all, we, we, we told everyone this years ago mm-hmm. that this is what was going on. And, of course, oh, no, no, you know, you were, you're, you, we were the ones supposedly peddling disinformation and making things up, when, in fact, it was them who did it all, all along. And frankly, the only thing we were we were kind of wrong about was it was a little bit worse than we even thought. They, everyone was in on this. Now, the one the one concern I have with what Durham's doing, and, and I'm, is that that I think the FBI had to know, and it seems like the FBI is getting off easy here. How did Jim Baker not know yeah. when Justin brought him this information that this wasn't coming from the Clinton campaign? So. That's the one thing that concerns me a little bit. Well, I think it's a, it's a, it's a really reasonable concern considering 
that Sussman at the time said to Jim Baker, hey, I'm not coming on behalf of the campaign I work for. I'm just I'm just coming with this damaging information about our opponent as a concerned American. Like in in what world can you say that with a straight face? So you're right to have that concern because the whole thing was a charade. But does this not confirm once and for all, that when it came to the Mueller probe and the whole Russia narrative, that the process was the punishment, meaning they didn't start yeah. this probe to find collusion. They started it in hopes that they could make the president commit an unforced error, fire Mueller, and then validate in the eyes of the world that there was, in fact, collusion. Was that the plan? Yeah, yeah it, it totally was. They knew from the get-go. In fact, we, I said this, we had Jim uh, Comey testify um, mm-hmm. after he had left the FBI after getting fired. Uh, by the president, he came and testified when this is in eighteen, and he said after ten months of investigation. So they've been investigating for ten months, all the way up until he's fired. Mm-hmm. He told us we still didn't know if we had anything. Well, that's government speak for tell, you know for for we never had anything in the, in the first place, and we knew it. So yep. yeah, we we knew this was all made up. It was the process of the the nineteen lawyers, the forty FBI agents, the thirty five million dollars, the unbelievable number of subpoenas, the two and a half years of the whole thing that they put the country through, it was all designed to get get President uh, Trump. But back to this issue of the FBI, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. So so again, remember, Zussman emailed the FBI the night before. Mm-hmm. And, who, and who does he email? Jim Baker. Jim Baker's not just any agent. He's the chief counsel at the Federal Bureau of Investigation. They were friends. Jim Baker knew him. That's why he got the email. The email doesn't say, oh, Mr. Chief Counsel, it says, Jim, I'm coming tomorrow with something. I'm not representing a client. But, but it, 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 he had to know. The FBI had to know that Zussman was coming on behalf of, of a, a, uh, the, the Clinton campaign. And the idea that they still went through with what we just described, this two-and-a-half-year process, three-year process with Mueller, is just so wrong. And, and what they put the country through was was. Now, spot on. If you're just joining us, Jim Jordan is on the line from the 4th Congressional District of Ohio. Uh, a play- I'm headed there soon. We haven't figured it out yet because, uh, you know, Jenny's family is. Memorial Day or July 4th? It, or it could be. Oh. It could Now, July, I'm going to be in L.A. in July. i got to do, like, some stand-up shows and stuff like that. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but, but there's a very strong possibility uh, that we could be out there Memorial Day weekend. No promises. I'm waiting to get my TV schedule. Uh, but yeah. the thing yeah. about the thing about it is the you Ohio people, a lot of her family. OK, they're farmers and they camp Memorial Day weekend. So so the thing about it is, as a New Yorker, when somebody invites me out to the woods as an Italian New Yorker, I assume I'm getting killed like I'm not coming out of the yeah. woods alive. <laughs> I, I grew up reading too many news stories, so I'm never I never yeah. accept the invitation to the woods. I never have. That's the issue. The campfire camp, and that's all. That's all great family time, and that's all. That's all good. But yeah, yeah that's not probably something that's done a whole lot in in, in no you know, Manhattan or New York City or Brooklyn or wherever. No, like but I out said, outside of Wapakoneta and Ogles County, yeah, uh, that's that's something good. And the Ogles County Fair. Have you been to the Ogles County Fair? By oh, the way, later I, in, that's in August, late July, August, I think. Yep, uh, is typically when it is. But mm. it's a, it's a great fair. Best sugar waffles around. Oh. Uh, I got to think of the family that does it. Yes. Um, Yeah, it's, it's some of the best. Pound for pound is the best food on the planet. The whole thing is fried, like everything. The napkins are fried. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. They fr- bananas. Everything is fried. Oh, it's so. It's the whole point of the Ogales County Fair is to just cheat death for like two hours. 
And then they, and the, you know what I love about, because I grew up in one of those houses where my mom would let me go on those rides that turned into a van and drove away if somebody fell off. You know, you remember those, the, the Ferris wheels, also a tractor trailer, and it's running. You, but that's what I love a fair. You, you, yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, you find you find out what you're made of. Uh, but 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 I I will be out there, and I'll let you know. But I'm talking about this. The other thing I was talking about uh, in the run up to this revelation out of this, these proceedings is, you know, we just folded the disinformation board uh, in Washington, which was hilarious. The lip syncing Mary Poppins woman and all of that in between. But doesn't the fact that they even wanted to do that, and I don't doubt that they'll continue to do it under a different name, but doesn't it just speak to the fact that their ideas, like they're not confident in their ability to sell their ideas to the American people, so they'd rather censor dissent than engage in a debate? Is that kind of what you read that as? No, totally. And it's, I mean, it's, this is the cancel culture world. You know, we, we said many times, if you don't agree with the left today, they don't want to have a debate. If you don't agree with them, that you, 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 you're not even allowed to talk. And if you try, they're going to call you a racist and they're going to try to cancel you. They're going to take you in front of the disinformation governance. That's just who they are today. So the only remedy is you, we, have to, we have to oppose them. We have to fight them. We have to win the debate, take our message to the people. And that's what happened here. I mean, they didn't just disband the disinformation board out of the goodness of their heart. They saw how bad this was playing. And I think the irony here, or maybe, I don't know what you call it, but the same day they disband the, uh, the, the disinformation board is the day that the Democrats in the Judiciary Committee mm-hmm. bring in a witness who says men can get pregnant. I mean, <laughs> I, I, it's like, uh, uh, you know, think about it, that witness had to be approved by senior staffers on the, uh, for the Democrats on the committee and by Jerry Nadler. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> we're getting rid of that. Minute, Democrats are not pushing this kind of This is why they wanted the disinformation board in the first place. That's crazy. Jim Jordan's on the line from the 4th Congressional District of Ohio. Uh, the moral of the story so far, never copy off a Democrat on a biology test. <laughs> it's so crazy. I actually said, I, I was kind of hoping they would have waited one day before they disbanded the disinformation board. Because uh, we'd, I'd like to have seen what Nina Jacobs had to say about the witness who said that they could get pregnant. What, what, what was she saying about? You know? Now we'll never know, Jimmy. We'll never know. <laughs> well, yesterday I was on with Harris Faulkner, and I felt bad doing it. But no one has asked this question on the air, and I don't know if they asked it during the proceedings where she was testifying. But my response to men can get pregnant is, and where does where do they give birth out of? Because I've heard some horrific stories about passing kidney stones. And I got to tell you, I mean, really, though, can we have this conversation? Because no one's asking that obvious question. And like, come on, lady, speaking as a man, no one is signing up for that gig. No one. But uh, that's what they're doing. And they're they're crazy. And it's like, is it not so fascinating to you uh, to see such crazy people uh, in charge? These are high level people. Like you said, she had to get approved to give that testimony, which means they're co-signing this. Like, are they uh, are they just so emotional? They don't realize how nuts they look. Here's the other thing. The other two witnesses they brought in, I think they agreed with the individual who made that statement. Mm-hmm. The Democrats said, now, our witness, she was so good. In mm-hmm. fact, uh, Jamie Raskin asked her a question uh, about, you know, protecting life, and she said, well, she came back with an answer. He wouldn't respond to it because she, she came back so good. So, but, but their three witnesses the Democrats brought in, I think all three of them believe what that, that, that one said. So when the American people step back and they say, okay, let, let me get this straight. 
Democrats are the party that believe men can get pregnant, and the party who's given is $4.55 gas on average across the country. I think I might switch and vote for some. I think I might vote for Republican this fall. And that explains why 7 out of 10, 70% of the country, 7 out of 10 of our fellow citizens think the country's on the wrong track. Yeah. And the reason they think that is because it is on the wrong track when you have these kind of people in charge and making decisions. Well, that's what's so funny is like Biden keeps yelling things like MAGA and ultra MAGA and, you know, I can't believe it's not MAGA. And I don't think he realizes like how detrimental that is to their cause, because the thing about it is none of this was happening under ultra MAGA. We didn't have 40 year inflation. You know, we didn't have unaffordable gas. We didn't have an overrun border. And by the way, we weren't out of baby food. Like the idea that we're out of baby formula and understand if you ever have a Republican president run out of baby formula. Every magazine in the country is going to be like the Republicans oh, are starving the babies. They're starving the minority babies specifically. Look what they're doing. You know that's true. Yeah. No, exactly right. And I think I've said this with you before, but we, we one of our constituents a few months back, close to Wapakoneta, Bluffton, Ohio. Oh, there you go. Um, know it well. Said, nice quarry in Bluffton. Never, yeah, it is. a great place. She said, I never thought it could get this bad this quick. Mm-hmm. And that's where Americans are right now. They're going, crime is up everywhere. Uh, a 40-year high inflation rate, gas at prices we've never seen before, expected to go high. They're talking potentially $6 a gallon. Wow. What, what the state of Washington now is that they're, they're talking about rationing it. So yeah. this is how – not to mention foreign policy, the, the, the craziness we've seen from the Biden administration there. And, of course, as we were talking about earlier, the threats to our liberty, the threats to our free speech rights that we see with the disinformation governance board and everything else that the, that the cancel culture left is up to. So that – that whole picture is like, uh, I think there's going to be a change um, come November 8th, uh, oh, yeah. this, uh, this fall. Yeah, they get, no, they're going to get beat up. We always, it's funny because people compare, you know, obviously people compare Joe Biden to Jimmy Carter, but Joe Biden makes him look like Gary Carter, the Hall of Fame catcher <laughs> for, the, for the Mets and the Expos. Gary Carter, by the way, happened to be on the last Mets team to win a World Series back in 1986. Yeah, catcher, yeah. Yeah, sure, v- sure. V- very good team, but from time to time, Dwight Gooden and Daryl Strawberry would snort the third baseline. So it got, yeah. you know, got hard to call fair balls. You know what I'm saying? Dr. Tech, he could pitch the doctor, man. He could pitch, though. Yeah, he was um, good. Real yeah, deal. Yeah, he sure could. I, I remember some of that when I was in college. And they beat the Red Sox. Some, yep. Bill sure Buckner. There you um, go. But, I, I, but again, we, we can't ever have a uh, conversation on radio without talking about the big Reds. All right, with the Reds. Here's the last question. I'm not, I'm not doing your big red machine. Everybody <laughs> needs to know that about you. You know, sometimes the politicians come on and they need to make certain points about their campaign. You're the only politician who comes on and makes points about the Cincinnati Reds. Well, like, what, I, 12 minutes. We, baseball, that's what just comes to mind. Johnny Bench, Pete Rose, Joe Morgan, Tony Perez, David Kizak, I could, like, don't name them all. Yeah, but all, all, you're, all you're really telling my audience is that as a sports fan, your life peaked 40 years ago. <laughs> well, the uh, yeah, then was was it was uh, the year they won in like ninety when they had uh, Paul O'Neill. I think we talked about. Oh yeah, yeah, Paul O'Neill, O'Neil, Chris yeah. Sabo, Eric Davis. No, we could talk about yeah. it, but no, those yeah, are good teams. Yeah, Larkin. Yeah. Yep. But here's the big question. All right, Mr. Baseball. All right, Bob Euchre. Let me throw this at you. AOC got engaged. Are you on the guest list? Did you get invited as a fellow member of Congress? Uh, I 
Actually, hold on, Jim. Hold on, don't move. Listen to this. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. <laughs> I play that all the time. Actually, I, I, I played that on the show whenever I'm playing a clip of a Democrat saying something wildly off base. Like so, yeah. like like well, ye- yesterday, the woman testified. Yeah, yesterday a woman testified that men can get pregnant. The witness you're talking about. Yeah. We played that clip. It was yeah. silly. Um, but you know, you won't be there. Um, yeah. All right. Well, listen. I'll. Pl- I, I am a New Yorker. I have some connections, so I'll try to. I'll try to get you there. You know, I know how much it would mean yeah. to you to go. Yeah, uh, that pe- was awesome. People told me she met her fiance on a dating app called OK Stupid. <laughs> you don't have to. Me, you don't have to touch me. that. Take yeah, your. Yeah, take your uh, Johnny Bench references and get out of here. We'll talk again soon. <laughs> Be well. There he goes. The great Jim Jordan. There we go. Back after this. You're riding around with America's cabbie. Taxi! Taxi! You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going hard on a Friday. I was on the outnumbered couch today. We've gotten a lot of innings out of my tiny community college brain this week. Tucker Carlson, America's Newsroom, Faulkner Focus. I'll be on Fox Business tonight, tonight with Dagan McDowell at 5.50. Uh, we did Gutfeld. Uh, I'll be on Gutfeld next Thursday, May the 26th, on the panel, making it look easy. A uh, lot of Fail-A-Vision coming up next week. I'll update the Fox Across America Facebook page over the weekend. And if you missed me on Outnumbered, I will be posting all of those clips. Mikey uh, has cut them, and we will be sharing them with you as the weekend unfolds because that's what we do. And if you're somebody who's messaged me on Facebook, I always brag on the air about how I get back to every single message right away. <laughs> I'm like a legit like three days behind. Uh, I really am. So I'm planning, honestly, if you if you sent me something urgent, I apologize. But Sunday, I plan on getting out of bed and just doing all my messages when I have time. Uh, and I do mean to get back to every one of you. And uh, it's what we do. We've built a really great community. And one of the reasons we've built it is we are the reasonable people. Okay, our, that is our side. Our side is reason. Our side is perspective. That's what we do. Uh, that's why the show is working. Because there's a lot of people that would rather see the country succeed than just fight with the people who think differently from them. It's exhausting. I mean, we just did it for four years. It was exhausting. And I think there are a lot of people out there like yourselves who are just force multipliers of positive energy that have just outgrown that sort of thing. And it's why we've created such a market for what we do here, even on the Fox platform where I'm all over the TV, because I think people would rather discuss the issues of the day and enjoy themselves. I mean, the issues suck. So why should your time suck, too? It's like there's enough sucking to do without me getting on the air and being miserable or me being screamy and yelly and gloom and doom and fire and brimstone. So, you know, we don't preach to the choir on this show. We don't yell at the choir on this show. But we do allow the choir to go up for seconds from the sacramental wine. (laughs) Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. I would argue to the contrary, Dean Wormer. Fat, drunk, and stupid has gotten your radio buddy a long way in this world. 
But in the next hour, you really got to feel for our guest. He is a Democratic strategist named Kevin Walling. You see him all over the channel. This poor guy has just been assigned with having to go out onto the campaign trail and sell the successes of the Biden administration to voters. This could be a problem. I don't think it's going to be a very long speech, but we'll listen to it when we come back on Fox Across America. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go. Getting ready for a big hour, a plus-sized hour. Kind of hour you'd have to go to, like, Costco to purchase. An oversized box of radio excellence coming your way here on Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Kevin Walling. Kevin Walling has to join us in this hour. He is, of course, a Democratic strategist. You see him on the tra- on the channel all the time. He is here to sell us on the many successes of the Biden administration. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. I can't imagine how this is going to go, but I tell you all the time. Jimmy Fallon, your radio buddy, he's a guy that's trying to be the change He wants to see in the world. So we have on Democrats. We talk about their ideas. Why? Because we're confident in our own. And even on the days where our our ideas might lose, I don't see it happening anytime soon. But even if it comes to that, the whole point of America is rigorous political debate always results in progress as opposed to rigorous political censorship, which has really gotten us into a messy situation right now in terms of the people running this country. Biden sucks. Okay, but we got to Biden by doing what? You know, a lot, a lot, a lot of social pressure, canceling, censorship, you know, the whole pandemic thing. Donald Trump doesn't deserve to be president. Because he's presided over so many COVID deaths. Oh, really? Well, Joe Biden's now presided over twice as many COVID deaths as Donald Trump. Get him out of here. Get him out. I mean, it's worth saying. If that's why Trump had to go, because he was a COVID threat, Biden inherited not one, not two, but three vaccines. He got vaccinated. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. Okay, and the bottom line is we are worse off from his leadership. So when Kevin Wallen comes on, he's my buddy. I like him. I'm not here to scream and yell. It's not going to be like Roman Coliseum radio, but it's going to be an honest conversation. And Mr. Walling is going to have to answer for some of Joe Biden's actions. That can't be good. Not for him anyway, because Biden's been garbage, man. And I don't, I don't enjoy that. I'm not happy. I don't go like, yeah, told you so. You voted for Biden. What does that get me? Doesn't get me cheaper gas. Doesn't get me cheaper groceries. Doesn't get anybody baby formula. Doesn't make the streets any safer. Doesn't make the border any more secure. So I don't take any joy in this. I'm living right now in, I got to be honest, a very version of America. Okay? It's not a good version. This is not a good season of America, you know? We're very much as a country, we feel like a fixer-upper. This is like an HGTV show. Like, flip this country, you know? Bring in the property brothers. They'll, they'll, you know, they'll fix up America for the next administration. They can make some money. I mean, that, that, that I would watch because right now no one's fixing up America. Okay, build back better. Oh, my goodness gracious. There are a million memes. Everybody has, you know, nothing's built, nothing's back, nothing's better, or build back broke. I mean, long story short, I mean, if America had a motto when it started, it was e pluribus unum. The motto right now is let's go, Brandon. People really aren't feeling this Biden fellow. So 
Godspeed, Kevin Walling. You got your work cut out for you in this hour. Uh, and one of the things he's going to be asked about is a claim made by an expert. I'm using uh, air quotes, <laughs> but an expert who testified uh, yesterday uh, in front of Congress that men can get pregnant and have abortions. That is a fact check false. I mean, but this happened. OK, this is a woman who was, in fact, called on to Capitol Hill by the Democrats. She is their expert witness. She is the person who is there to testify on behalf of science. She said the following, clip 15. What do you say a woman is? I believe that everyone can identify for themselves. Okay. Um, do, do you believe then that men can become pregnant and have abortions? Yes. You must be crazy. When are you going to stop believing in something that isn't true? I mean, did you hear that? Do you believe men can get pregnant? Yes. Uh, get her out. Get her out of here. <laughs> I mean, get her out of here. Men can't get pregnant. Uh, if a man is giving birth, where's the baby coming out? What the hell did you just say? I'm, I'm just, where is it coming out? Wait, like, it's not wrong of me to ask that question because we all know the answer. It's not coming out. There's a biological difference between a man and a woman. Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. But we're never, and this is the issue, this is where the Democrats, the challenge of facing. So never debating on substance. Never, ever, ever, ever. They're never debating on what the Republicans are saying. They're debating on what they claim the Republicans are saying. A good example would be Florida. Oh, it's a don't say gay bill. The Republicans, they're trying to ban gay people. That, that's what they're doing. You're not telling me the truth. Okay, there's nothing in the bill that even says the word gay. Okay, there's nothing in the bill. Zero. Doesn't say you can't be gay. Doesn't say a teacher can't be gay. Doesn't say a teacher can't mention their marriage. That's not the issue. What they can't do is in the school curriculum is teach kids sex education between kindergarten and third grade. They can't teach kids between kindergarten and third grade sexual identity, meaning uh, you could identify as gay, straight, trans. They don't need to know that. They're learning to add numbers. Okay, they're in a very, very vulnerable position in their development. Okay, we should not be forcing sex end on kindergartners. Back in the day, there were people who wanted to force sex out on kindergartners. We actually had a word for them that was called pedophiles. Okay, and the Democrats find themselves in a lot of untenable positions. And it's no different than when it comes to even the abortion debate that they're having. Okay, we're not having a scientific debate on abortion. Remember, they spent a month telling you men could get pregnant. Absurd. Then when the SCOTUS draft leaked, what happened? Okay, they turned around and did what? They said, it's a woman's right to choose. Men need to shut up and listen. This is a woman's issue. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. I thought men could get pregnant. I think he's got a point. And it went back to women. But now we've got a witness here bringing it back to men. But none of this stuff is actually rooted in any type of truth. Here is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. We mentioned her earlier in the show because she got engaged. She's back on Instagram. And she says the GOP is forcing themselves on the bodies of women. Trans and non-binary people, that's what you know. now accusing the GOP of doing things to women's bodies non-consensually, you need to understand. But what you also need to understand is that when it comes to abortion, when it comes to not getting pregnant, okay, you have so many options. 
getting past abstinence, which is not an option for a lot of people. Abstinence wasn't an option for me, which is amazing, considering how fat and awkward I looked in high school and college. It was not an option. I had other options <laughs> better than abstinence if you're picking up what I'm putting down. Hey, girl. Uh, but the point being is you've got birth control. You've got the pill. You've got the morning after pill. You've got condoms. I know none of this is foolproof, but the idea that we should have abortion laws on par with China and North Korea, which is what we already have, is not something the vast majority of our country agrees with. Okay, nobody in this country, if you're looking for majority issues, supports abortion, okay, in the third trimester, which is what the Democrats are pushing. That's infanticide. That's murder. The baby could live outside of the mom easily. Okay, but here's AOC. Uh, This is clip 13. No person, no man, no person can take your body, can ethically take your body with and use it how they want without your consent. Whether, and, and that is exactly what Republicans are doing right now. They are taking women's bodies and forcing them, forcing themselves upon women's bodies, forcing their opinions, forcing their perspective on women's bodies without their consent. They are violating not just women, but trans people and non-binary people in this country. Can you imagine being that stupid? No. Okay, but by the way, if we're going to have this discussion, okay, if we're going to have this discussion about forcing things on women's bodies, why don't we go ahead and discuss, oh, I don't know, the vaccine mandate. Women literally got fired from their job if they didn't take the vaccine that they didn't want in their body. Fired from their job. Okay? You're not going to get fired from your job if you have an abortion. You're not going to lose your livelihood if you have an abortion. Okay? What you are going to lose is the life of another person, which makes this whole body autonomy thing that much more egregious. Okay, the vaccine is your choice and yours alone because whether or not you're vaccinated has no impact on other people. Zero. Vaccinated people are getting and spreading COVID at the same rates as the unvaccinated. Okay, what data shows us is vaccinated people tend to do better against COVID if they get it. But it's hard to even believe that knowing the vaccine doesn't stop you from getting it. Is it really helping you fight it? Honestly, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I'm vaccinated, so don't think I'm just going on like some anti-vax screed. But it's really embarrassing that they continue to market the vaccine after by announcing they just got COVID. Thank God I'm vaccinated. It's no differently than saying we're pregnant. Thank God I wore a condom. We would have been more pregnant. We would have been so pregnant. Oh, you have no idea. This is how stupid this is. But what is AOC doing? She's trying to sell a sensationalistic take on what Republicans are doing. Instead of debating the truth of the abortion issue, we're forcing ourselves on women's bodies. Really? And where was that? For the vaccine mandate. Okay, this is garbage. Okay, here's more AOC. Just so you can feel better about your own intelligence, this is clip 14. They are forcing themselves on our bodies without our consent. (laughs) And they are trying to legislate that in the law. And that is what, that is honestly the similarity between rape culture and these horrifying anti-choice forced birth laws direct through line aoc is a dope i mean wow 
rape culture. They're forcing themselves on women's bodies. Yo, are Republicans forcing women uh, to have sex? Are they forcing them to, oh, I don't know, not use protection? Birth control? Condoms? I'll stop playing the buzzer now. I know it's getting annoying, but there's about 77 more questions I can ask in this instance to refute what she said. But when there's a double standard, guys, there's no standard. You can't tell me my body, my choice when it comes to abortion, but turn around and tell me not my body, not my choice when it comes to a vaccine. How is one different from the other? The answer is it's not, except that in abortion, the distinction being is that in a lot of instances, we're killing a baby that can live outside of the mother. Okay, that's murder. Okay, no one is forcing a pregnancy. Okay, forced child. You have options. Okay, including abortion. Okay, as passionate as people are about this and uh, on both sides, understand that the repeal of Roe versus Wade is not the end of abortion. It's sending it back to the states. And that was the whole point. Okay, that was every legal scholar's argument against Roe v. Wade is that it took the power away from the states and centralized it at the federal level. Okay, thus denying people a voice in their democracy. When the Democrats say all the time, oh, this is the death of democracy. It's the end of democracy. If you repeal Roe v. Wade, no, it's the beginning of democracy because then people have to vote on Roe v. Wade and the limitations to abortion. And that is why Democrats like AOC are horrified in making up sensationalist claims about rape culture. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. The show not afraid to call out both sides of the aisle. He's the other side's worst nightmare. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Trying to hold this country together. We're going to be talking with Kevin Walling in the next break. He is a Democratic strategist that is going to have to defend soaring gas prices. Wish him luck with that because even Stephen down in North, Durham, North Carolina, knows that is a, that's a heavy lift right there. How you doing, Steve? I'm excellent. And I do like your jackets when I see you on Gutfeld. Hey, hold on a second. Record that. Clip it. We'll send it to the Comedy Dwarf on the 21st floor. we got to get to the bottom of this. Uh, listen, most people, just so you know, Stephen, are on my side in the fashion debate. And uh, I don't blame them. I'm from New Jersey oh, so originally. Yeah, I've no, been so here since 2016. Oh, good for you. What happened? You just addicted to barbecue? How did you wind up in North Carolina? Uh, I fell off an escalator going up, and <laughs> I broke my hips, and I did not want to put up with snowy weather in Jersey in the wintertime, not being able to walk. No, no, that, that yeah, that get that can be very precarious. Well, you're down there with a lot of good yeah. food, and I'm sure you're adjusting well because oh yeah, yes. Tell me about it. I gained sixty pounds. <laughs> Whoa, are you one of those men who got pregnant? No, I did not get <laughs> pregnant. Although I do feel pregnant sometimes after a good meal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so let me ask you a question. What are you paying for gas down in North Carolina? Uh, right now, it's uh, four fifty nine at well. Four thirty-two, four fifty-nine, because it's you know high test and then yeah. the old one, and that other one, the diesel is seven dollars. Whoa, that's psychotic. But you understand? No, 
That that's what's. Uh, it's not according to Joe Biden. Joe Biden, I heard him say on TV, he was giving a speech before he went to Texas, and everybody got mad at him because he didn't talk to the oil companies in Texas. Instead, he wants to go to Venezuela because they did such a great job with their oil, and uh, get oil from them. He doesn't talk to Canada. He doesn't. He's in Texas. He doesn't talk to the oil companies. And uh, Texas said, "Oh, we would have given oil," but no, he wants to go find it somewhere else. Yep. And Anyways, yeah, when yeah. he turned around, this is when gas hit four dollars a gallon. When he turned around and thought nobody was listening, he said to the lady on the stage at the table that uh, they don't like four dollars a gallon. How do you think they're going to feel when they get to twelve? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's Stephen. It's it's ugly, man. Um, the truth it's is horrible. I'm old enough. I remember the seventies. I remember when gas was in a dollar. Yeah, a little less than a dollar actually. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Well, they, he does. They they want us off fossil fuels. So the, so the pain is the point. They're hoping enough people will get upset with this that they'll say, "Screw it! I'll get an electric car." But the news flash we keep reminding them is, if you don't have five bucks for gas, you don't have fifty-seven thousand bucks for the average. Yeah, but cost guess of an what? Car. The electric cars are no good, really, because that stuff that's in the batteries. What do you do with it when you got to get rid of it? I mean, it pollutes our water. There, it's not zero emissions, really. You know? No, there are. Listen, there are a lot of issues uh, with electric cars. Um, you know, not least of which is the fact that we don't have the infrastructure right now for the whole country to just stop on a dime and go charge their car. I mean, the people who have them, a lot of them have called in. Some of them really do enjoy them. So I, I don't. I know, really, yeah, I'm sure they're fast as hell. You know, I, I see. I drove my friend's uh, Tesla. He used to uh, rent a Tesla on the weekends, mm-hmm. and I'd. Steal from every once in a while, but uh, that you know is fast. You yeah. BMWs, it just blows them right off from the line. But uh, I just don't enjoy it. I like the sound of a motor. No, no, I get it. I'm with you too. You want some good American muscle? No, I, I listen. I grew up, I grew up in a in a house that loved muscle cars, so I'm I'm right there with you. But Steve, this is a good call. We got to get some barbecue when I'm down in Durham. Okay, brother. No problem. My pleasure. All right. Be well. There he goes. The great Stephen in Durham, North Carolina. Yeah, listen, he likes the likes likes the the rumble of a you know American V eight. Uh, my house. We grew up the the big the go to cars. My mom's first car she owned was a sixty seven Ford Mustang, and uh, by the time I was driving in it, uh, it had been given to my brother Joey, uh, who kind of reworked it. Uh, you know, because that car was originally a two eighty nine. And uh, he put all kinds of wild stuff in there. They tried to turn it into a 427 Cobra uh, in a Mustang body. And my brother Joey used to take it out drag racing in Levittown. uh, But there were no seats in the car at one point when he was restoring it other than the driver's seat. So I used to literally sit on the floor of the car bouncing around while he drag raced. I didn't even know if we were winning. I'd be like, how are we doing? And he'd give me like play-by-play. So we were ripping it up off the line. And, yeah, you wouldn't have that kind of excitement in an electric. That, I assure you. Kevin Walling joining us next. Wish him luck. Oh, boy. It is Fox Across America. Your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Got a special guest joining us here momentarily. Somebody I like a great deal. Uh, Somebody who, I got to be honest with you, he was a campaign surrogate for the Biden 2020 campaign. Uh, meaning he was the guy who told you to take a cruise on the Titanic. Uh, he is now a Democratic strategist. I can't imagine the strategy being a- anything other than drink heavily. 
But I love this guy, and we'll hash it out. Kevin Walling, back on the show. Walling! Hey, brother. Good to be with you. I like you a great deal, too. I don't know about that intro, though. (laughs) Well, listen, I I always tell our audience, as you know, uh, we should be talking to every side of the aisle, Democrat, Republican, and the people who voted for Kanye like me. Okay, (laughs) everyone should have a voice in this conversation. So thank you for joining me, my friend. Um, Really quickly, I just got off the outnumbered couch. We did a lot of things that were Democrat specific. Um, But let me ask you this one. Um, What is the sell? I guess that's what I wanted to ask you. What do you what do you think? We're talking strategy. I don't you don't need to, like, defend Biden because I'm not going to attack him. Just knowing the state of the country right now. Like, what is the sell? Like, what's the move? Yeah, I think it's a good question. Listen, I think, you know, the president and Democrats in the House and and the Senate need to show forward momentum, even if stuff gets stalled in the Senate. So you saw action on baby formula. That's not going to go really anywhere in the Senate. You saw action on uh, in the wake of the Buffalo uh, shooting, which was horrific uh, in terms of giving more resources to law enforcement. That's probably not going to go anywhere in the Senate. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you got to have Democrats running on something. Uh, for so, TV ads. But, so but, you got to show some kind of forward momentum. Okay, but what? But but what that sounds like? I mean, and this is, these are your words: is we're not going to get any of this stuff solved, but we're going to make it look like we're trying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and, and, and if, it, uh, that's pretty candid for me. I mean, like, in a I no, no, I appreciate that. In, okay, go ahead. yeah, uh-huh. yeah. In a fifty-fifty Senate world, right, where you need sixty votes for anything policy related, that's not you know personnel appointments. Uh-huh. You know, you're not going to get a lot of action. You know, frankly, in the in the next hundred and eighty days before the midterm. So Democrats need to just continue to, and you saw this with Speaker Pelosi and her leadership. Say we're going to put all these popular bills up. We're going to talk about prescription drugs. We're going to talk about bringing down the cost of insulin, even if it doesn't go anywhere in a 50-50 Senate uh, when you're not going to see action there. So, the, you know, you got to campaign on something. you got to make TV ads about something. And you got to show some kind of forward momentum with these endangered Democrats. This is, like, amazing. I'm thinking back to, like, my, my days as, a, uh, as, like, a teenager picking up a girl on a Friday night, telling the dad, well, I'm not going to get her home by 11, but I'm going to make it look like I tried. It's going to look, you know, there was some Republicans. How did you score back then? How did you score back then, by the way? Walling, I got to tell you, I had, this is a fascinating thing about me. You might not know this. Whatever conversational acumen that I possess, whatever intellectual, like, know-how I possess, I've actually had it since I was, like, three years old. And what you're watching right now play out is not like, uh, it's actually the decline of a childhood prodigy. This is not my career <laughs> succeeding. I'm actually going downhill. I, I, I pe- actually believe that. I, no, no. I actually believe that. I, I did. I peaked at age five, and this is me going in reverse now. Now I'm forgetting some of the moves I knew when I was a young kid on the prowl. That's what happened. Has Lincoln, has, has Lincoln peaked yet, or is he still on the ride? I, Lincoln's got a lot of game, man. He comes on this show on Fridays I normally. It. I believe it. But I actually made him go to class today. He had to try something new, so he's going to class today. <laughs> But he does. He does have game. Hey, by the way, uh, I, I, sh- I, you know, I don't normally ask this of my guests, but you are a Democrat. Uh, are you pregnant or expecting a baby right now as a man? Uh, not, not in the near future. I don't think. Uh, you know, as a gay man, though, we keep trying, uh, and it just, it just hasn't taken. <laughs> why? Why are they doing this? Why? This is absurd. Like even like when Bill Maher was giving them a hard time. I understand. Like I can make a bigger point about this is that I think they're trying to show allegiance with the trans community. But isn't there a way to show that allegiance without something so farcical? 
Listen, I, I'm a like let live kind of guy. Me too. Uh, me too. Maybe that's the libertarian. Yeah, maybe that's the libertarian Kennedy of me coming out. Um, so I, you know, I think a lot of these attacks that we're seeing on, especially trans kids, are just at the very nature really cruel, right? I mean, but you, you, you know, how who is attacking them? Hold on, I got to jump in. Who is attacking yeah. them? Because that's a characterization of a Florida bill that doesn't say like let's get them. It says don't teach kids sex ed and don't teach them sexual gender identity between kindergarten and third grade. Which I got to be honest, we never did that in this country before because we we knew they were too young and vulnerable. Well, listen, I'm all about age-appropriate curriculum, right? I, I, was, I felt different from a pretty early age. It would have been nice to know that there were other folks out there, some age-appropriate curriculum when it comes to trans kids, when it comes to lesbian and gay kids. I'm all about that. But, I, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, Ron DeSantis attacking trans kids. I'm not going to go down that path. But we're seeing more and more in terms of the delegitimizing of LGBT youth in this country. I'm not saying doing that. Like when you say more and more, hold on, because I love you, man. I'm not. It's not never. I love you too. Of oh, buddy. Uh, We're talking to Kevin Walling, by the way. It's just a love fest. We don't agree on anything except (laughs) each other. Um, But who is like? Because I feel like when you say like demonizing, I feel like that's a characterization. But there's nobody in this society that's can openly demonize anything and keep their job anymore and keep their good standing. So I feel like terms like demonization are like a characterization. It's no differently than white supremacy. Like when Biden says, oh, they're openly letting white supremacy. I don't believe that. Like, where can you get a job where you show up and go, I don't like these people and still expect to be employed at the end of the day? Well, listen, Jimmy, I I totally get that. I, I look at bills that say that take medical decision-making, for example, especially with trans youth, mm-hmm. out of the hands of the trans kids and the parents and put age numbers on when folks can begin hormone mm-hmm. treatment. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that is not like crazy government overreach into people's bedrooms and personal decision-making, especially with their medical decision-making, I don't know what is. And you see that in Texas. You see that in other states where they're taking away this the ability of trans youth to fulfill what they believe is their identity, but, but think of how right? many think at of, their core. Think of how many youth, every youth of any motivation whatsoever, don't have full autonomy over their life. That's why they have parents. That's why they have guardians. Because kids at that age, when they're still developing intellectually, shouldn't have the ability to make life-altering changes to themselves. That's why kids aren't allowed to drink. That's why they're not allowed to drive. That's why they're not allowed to vote. That's why they're not allowed to smoke. By the way, all of which I did as a kid, except vote. But. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm and just, you turned out just fine. It's like, but I, yeah. The kids I'm never had these not. rights. That's that's the point. And they, I don't know that they should. When you talk about something like hormone therapy, you know, at that young of an age where, you know, kids go through phases. Like having raised the one kid, um, and to be clear, it's mostly my wife, but, you know, having been a part of that, having been privy to what she did to raise Lincoln um, – You know, your kid goes through so many phases of what their favorite show is, what their favorite food is, their favorite toy is. This idea at an age where they're really evolving as people, they should be entitled to making a permanent choice that physically affects their body. Like, I think a lot of people find that to be, like, reckless and barbaric. And I don't think that's political. I just think that's, like, human. To to some people outside of that that aren't dealing that with their own children, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But you can see study after study that shows – that kids are figuring out their identity, whether it be sexual identity, gender identity, at an earlier age. Well, who are they hanging out with that they're figuring out their sexual identity at an earlier age, R. Kelly? What's going on over here? I mean, we're seeing, seeing, uh, and God bless it, we're seeing kids come out at an earlier age more often in society. You see them on TikTok, you see them on, you know, what have you, Mm -hmm. you know, 
proud of who they are. I just don't think government's role should be to dictate to parents and to children the age in which they can start to make medical decision making about their own bodies and about their own identity. I leave them. I leave that up to the kid in consultation with that parent and guardian. But that's not government's role to dictate to them, you know, the age appropriate nature to begin hormone blockers or, or things like that. But when you talk about the government dictating medical choice, you know, you're saying that as a member of a party that just mandated vaccines. Well, not not for the general public, number one, for those in healthcare situations and from a national security perspective in terms of armed forces, absolutely, because that I think has a strong public interest in terms of the the health and safety of this country. This wasn't a mandate based on you know the general population. Mm-hmm. When you wait, the vaccine mandate in, th- in th- is that what you're saying? Because basically, because yeah. people were losing their jobs if they weren't vaccinated. I mean, that was a thing. We were firing healthcare workers, which is like, you know, <laughs> you're fighting arson by laying off the fire department. We were firing healthcare workers. We were firing truckers because they weren't vaccinated, which again is not body autonomy. That's I just listen. It's it's it it feels like a double standard to a lot of people, especially like when we're back to my body, my choice, and abortion is a woman's rights issue, and we're a few weeks removed from men can get pregnant. Uh, people see a lot of hypocrisy, I guess is what I would say. But let's pivot because you're the best. You're Kevin Walling. We can do this. <laughs> Kevin Walling's on the phone. Um, we're having this conversation. Biden's I wish we down. were in studio. I always love it when we're together. Yeah, well, that makes one of us. But stick with me. I'm kidding. <laughs> you're the best. I owed you one. We're having too much fun. Uh, I even did. We did. A, we did outnumbered remotely today. Like it was the like it was old. I school. saw that you were all separate. It was uh, actually just it was like, actually yeah. just a tech thing. But it felt I felt like we were back in lockdown again. I felt like it was the old days. Like, I was like, no, we're not doing this. But uh, we got it's always it. better. It's always better in person, oh, for so, sure. For sure, for sure. One of the things we were talking about is Latino support. He's down. Biden's down 26 points with Latinos. Um, I, I have theories on why. What are yours? Yeah, it's a good point. Listen, I've got an op-ed on the Fox News website that, that went out about this specifically. And we talked about it actually on uh, on uh, Fox News at night last night with, with Kevin Cork, who's mm-hmm. in for Shannon Breen. Mm-hmm. Listen, I think we paint – And both sides do this, paint Latinos with one broad brush. They only care about immigration. They're focused on the border, things like that. When you're talking to people who have been in this country, you know, longer than I have in terms of generational uh, impacts that are worried about the economy, worried about inflation, worried about all the, the, you know, the economic issues going on in the day to day. And they're trending along with whites and blacks downward because of the economic situation. I think we, and and I talked about this last night too, you know, we get into a lot of trouble as Democrats by only going to the Hispanic community, Latino community, a month out from the election saying, we need your support, si se puede, come to our side. When this has to be an ongoing conversation, we need to talk about small business issues because so many small businesses are, are started by black and brown folks in this country. We need to talk about inflation and how it's hurting especially lower income folks on on the on the on the playing field mm-hmm. that over index for black and brown communities. So I, I think it's a huge issue now less than six months out from the, the election. And Hispanics will make the difference in a number of key districts in Florida, in California, other pickup opportunities for Democrats. It's a huge issue. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, and this is the thing I think it comes back to, though, that I think the party does wrong at a 20,000 foot level is the Democrats spend a lot of time 
uh, demonizing like the rich, eat the rich, tax the rich, pay your fair share. And they spend a lot of time selling oppression to minority communities. But people who migrated to this country don't want to demonize prosperity. They aspire to prosperity and they don't want to be told they're oppressed because they fled real oppression. Like the oppression in America is pretend oppression, like comparative to anywhere else in the world. It's, it's flat, straight pretend. If you fed if you fled a country that had food insecurity and cartel violence and a corrupt government, well, you kind of live in one again. But but you didn't come here hoping to wind up with food insecurity. You're doing pretty. You're doing pretty good in Newark, New Jersey, or yeah. you know, yeah. San Diego. Comparative to the rest of the world, that's the point. And I, I think a lot of times, you know, focus groups and researchers, you know, they don't have shared priorities with minority communities. A good example I would give you is as a cab driver. You know, we used to laugh about this all the time. I was I was literally the only white guy in my garage, and that was a running joke. And they would just flat out call me the white guy, even though they knew my name. It was just a thing, and we'd laugh and whatever. But I can promise you, like, if you're a minority who migrated to this country, you live in a high-crime neighborhood, uh, you have very low uh, upward mobility in your life in terms of economics and, and, you know, available opportunity. Like, they're not in the inner city worried about climate change right now. You know what I'm saying? And I feel no, like you're absolutely, you're yeah. absolutely right. And, and you look at, you know, you look at some of these uh, isolated movements to defund the police and things mm-hmm. like that. And you saw it in Milwaukee mm-hmm. and other mm-hmm. places. And it's really, you know, for the most part, you know, black and brown folks in those communities that say we want more police resources. Yep. We want more community policing because we're dealing with this on a daily basis on our streets. And mm-hmm. I think it's also the kind of invention of some you know, white folks that, that they support this. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. And we need to not we need to stop talking to these communities and actually listen to what they want Amazing. and the future that they want for their kids and for them and campaign on that. Do you think there were any uh, members of these uh, communities, of these minority communities on the board that came up with the term ultra MAGA? Because I don't. I think that's white people who made a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, really, six months? If you hired somebody for six months to give you a strategy and they came back to you with ultra MAGA, I mean, I know you're an honorable guy. You're going to pay. But aren't you going to at least explore ways to get out of paying? I mean, I, I'm not even going to go down that route. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. It's a Walling. Friday afternoon. I don't know. Good for you, Walling. <laughs> you have conceded defeat on one point, and that's honorable. Hey, that's no, honorable. never, never. Stop I'm just it. not going down that. You're the best. Uh, listen, you uh, are always a joy. Uh, we'll do it again soon. Uh, hopefully in person. Like if you text me, if you're on your way to New York or anything, you come to do a hit. Just text me, and we'll we'll get you in the same day. I love talking to you. And the you co- honestly, it. Kevin, well, I'm, I'm, the country needs more. I'm of coming this. up tomorrow to to do Lawrence Jones's show tomorrow, cross country live uh, in New York. Oh, so get out of town for that. Well, I will be across my patio, splayed out, plastered, because I have to go to a family event tomorrow. Uh, but we'll be in touch, and uh, everybody Ten else photos. will be watching Ten you photos. on Orange Jones. <laughs> You're the best, Walling. I'll see you soon, brother. Thanks, Jimmy. There you go, my man. Kevin Walling. There he goes. Democratic strategist. Get him out of here. Get him out. Stop it. I love Walling, and we need more of that. You need more of that. It's the whole point of this show. So you don't have to agree. You can talk. You can exchange ideas. Uh, I'm, of course, very confident in mine. Uh, maybe more so after talking to his, but he's a great guy, and I encourage him and, and welcome him back anytime. We're back after this. It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Things getting crazy. Elon Musk 
That guy just replied to a tweet from Jim Jordan, guy who was on our show moments ago. Uh, Jordan had tweeted, Christopher Steele created the dossier. Glenn Simpson sold it to the press. Michael Sussman took it to the FBI. And Democrats and the media lied to you about all of it. Elon Musk responding, all true. Bet most people still don't know that a Clinton campaign lawyer using campaign funds created an elaborate hoax about Trump and Russia makes you wonder what else is fake. Wow! Things are getting crazy out there. Because you understand, they did in fact do everything they could, even after the 2016 election was over, to take it away from Donald Trump. And what Elon Musk is basically telling you is, maybe they did something in 2020. I don't have any evidence. I don't know anything. The only thing I know about the time we're living in right now is that everything you're not allowed to say on social media turns out to be true. You can't say Hunter Biden's Russian laptop, you know, laptop. That's not a, no, it turned out to be true. You can't be on Twitter if you say vaccinated people get and spread COVID. Turned out to be true. You know what I'm saying? You follow this? You can't be out there. Uh-uh. I don't want to hear it. No way. You can't say men aren't getting pregnant. You can't say that. But it's true. Okay, this is what goes on. You know, the only thing left that they haven't come around and admitted was whether or not 2020 was stolen. I don't know that it was. I'd be, be all honestly. I just know that nothing is beneath them when it came to stopping Trump. That being said, I don't even really think with a straight face Trump is running in 2024. Wrong. I actually don't think so. No, no matter how many people who are best friends with him come on this show and say he's running, I actually still don't even believe it. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. It's Friday. Okay, we'll have this discussion next week. We're going to post all of our TV clips on the Fox Across America Facebook page. If you missed them, uh, I am actually out of here. I've survived. I'll be on with Dagan McDowell at 5 o'clock tonight on Fox Business. Then I'm going home to beat Lincoln and Madden. Shut your mouth. Oh, it's going down. But until then, be a Republican, be a Democrat. Just don't be a... From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.